Welcome back to Dance Tips Daily. And if you're new, welcome to the fam. I'm your host, Danny Albertina, and this is the podcast where I read to you, with the author's permission, of course, short and sweet dance excerpts on topics such as choreography, performance, mental health, physical health, nutrition, education, and more. Bonus episodes release the first of every month featuring exclusive one-on-one interviews with those who keep our dance community alive. If you're ready to spend a little time getting a little better each day, let's dance in. This is episode 97. It's November 5th, 2020, and I have a teacher tip Thursday for you today. Even if you aren't a teacher or an educator, never fear. The power of consistency, which is the blog title today, is here to still inspire you. When we practice something consistently, not only do we learn about our own perseverance, our own grit, but we start to become a master of whatever it is that we are practicing. If you listen to some of the greats of the greats in whatever field it may be, not only is it a little mix of luck, but most of them will tell you straight up it's simple. They just kept working on that specific thing. They kept the main thing the main thing. So if you needed that little push or that little sign to take that extra class today, stretch a little bit longer, or do a little bit more research, here it is. Without further ado, let's dance on end to our blog titled The Power of Consistency by Alice Fitzgerald, giving our new author a warm welcome. You may have heard consistency gives children a sense of security. True, but what else does it do? The power of consistency in activities like dance has the ability to let a child's confidence soar. Meet Mila, age three. Mila first came to my ballet class last September, excited, shy, and a little introverted. Although Mila was happy about ballet, she was hesitant to join with any part of class. Every attempt made by myself or her parents was met with total pushback. Her sweet mom, Susan, was beside herself with embarrassment. Susan came to me visibly upset after class. Susan, I remember feeling so embarrassed and anxious after that first class. I think as parents, we put so much pressure on ourselves as we never want to be the ones with the kid who misbehaves. Hugging Susan, I reassured her it was normal for children who have expressed interest in dance to be scared of new situations and the best thing she could do was keep coming to class, even if that meant sitting and watching for a month, which is exactly what Mila did. Susan, we would ask Mila every week if she wanted to continue with ballet, and she did. Ultimately, we had to be patient and work with her until she felt comfortable. Step by step, Mila transitioned from audience member to part-time ballet participant to full-time ballet participant. Mila's confidence blossomed so much that come early December, not only did she willingly step on stage in public at the Main Street Santa Monica Farmer's Market, she performed a nutcracker dance with flair, grace, and poise. Other parents couldn't believe it was the same shy little girl they saw in class only a few months earlier. Susan, I think this experience will absolutely serve Mila in the future. She went from being so shy about ballet and then participating in a performance months later. It was a complete 180. Mila has gained so much confidence and this will teach her to not give up in future situations. Creating consistency can require patience from the parent, child, and teacher, but with perseverance comes opportunity. Giving children the space to move at their own pace creates strong self-esteem and confidence which 
will only benefit them throughout their life. Thank you so much to Alice Fitzgerald of dancewithmissalice.com for giving us permission to share that wonderful blog with y'all today. I love that, especially within the ending or conclusion of the article, that Alice hones in on it truly is a team effort between the student, the educator, and the parent. As an educator myself, I find when these three things are aligned, that's when the magic happens. And if you want an extra opinion on that too, you can check out our bonus episode number three featuring Tiger titled It Takes a Village. A lot of his influence within teaching also comes from that same mindset of making sure that it is a family process that's involved in treating the kids around you as one big family as well. If you're an educator who's having a trickier time with a student, I encourage you to take on Alice's perspective. Keep your patience, make sure you use encouragement, and if a better situation is suited for that specific dancer, maybe say um, a less competitive class or a more open recreational class, then making the suggestion there. If you are a dancer who is finding yourself under an educator's pressure where you're not feeling um, too keen to open up, having those conversations with the educator directly can let them better understand you and your learning process. And if still that doesn't seem to align with the way that the educator moves, then there's always other choices and options. It's so important to take the time to search for those educators and teachers who align with your goals and most importantly, pull the best dancer out of you that you can be. That's your short and sweet tip for the day. Happy dancing. Thanks for listening today and tune in tomorrow for more short and sweet tips. Happy dancing.